Hey, I'm Anna and I've got a quick character summary of Joe Gatsby, the eponymous star of The Great Gatsby for your A-level revision. So, Joe Gatsby is an incredibly wealthy and glamorous, but also mysterious character. He's known throughout New York's high society for the extravagant parties he throws at his West Oak mansion. We eventually learn that he started life as James Gatz, born to a humble family in the Midwest. He has since completely reinvented himself, all in order to win the love of Daisy Buchanan. While this all depicts him as a hopeless romantic, there's also a much darker side to his character because he's connected to criminal gangs, which is implied throughout the story. To almost everyone, Gatsby's background is a complete mystery, and because of this, he's surrounded by rumours and speculation, almost all of which link him to various criminal acts. Guests at his lavish parties frequently gossip about the background of their hosts. Some speculate that he has killed somebody, while another popular rumour is that he was a German spy during World War I, with close connections to Kaiser Wilhelm II. Maybe part of Gatsby's appeal is the mystery of where he came from. He's the talk of New York City and people are flocking to his parties in hope of finding more about him. Also kind of the idea of, I think, being associated with the scandal or the intrigue that surrounds him. They want to be exciting by proxy. They don't really care about him. While most of the gossip about Gatsby is unfounded and seemingly untrue, by Chapter 7 it is confirmed that Gatsby made his fortune by illegally selling grain alcohol, a crime known as bootlegging. Nick is wise enough to know that people like Gatsby don't just drift out of nowhere and buy a place on Long Island Sound, as he says in Chapter 3. This means that Nick thinks that Gatsby's involved in some criminal actions in order to get his money. And in fact, Gatsby's true origi origins eventually become clear. So he was born this James Gatz character to his poor farming family, and it was a chance encounter with the, with the millionaire Dan Cody who first took Gatsby under his wing and allowed Gatsby to reinvent himself. This was Gatsby's kind of first taste of the upper-class lifestyle. And Gatsby has this kind of natural charm and charisma which helps on his journey of reinventing himself. When, we, when we're introduced to Maya Wolfsheim in Chapter 4, this is the first concrete evidence that we get that Gatsby has connections to the criminal underworld. You know, Tom Buchanan is also suspicious of Gatsby's criminal background, and he confronts Gatsby with his feelings and findings in front of Daisy. When Daisy realises that Gatsby is a criminal, she draws further and further into herself, clearly preferring, preferring the safety of a life with Tom to the unpredictability of a life with Gatsby. Despite all this, you know, his efforts to be accepted in society have been futile. He went to great lengths to blend into the high society of New York, and he wanted people to see him as a man of fine breeding, chapter two, as Wolfsheim puts it. He drives a very expensive Rolls Royce and wears the finest clothing. Even the very wealthy Daisy claims she has never seen such beautiful shirts before, in chapter five. Gatsby's rich, and he wants people to know it. He also tries to speak in a way which makes him seem upper class. His frequent use of the term old sport is an example of this. He's trying to sound kind of English and archaic to kind of echo upper-class mannerisms. And Allies finds out that all the books in Gatsby's library is real. And, you know, he's very surprised by this because everything in Gatsby's mansion is actually from show. The library exists for the purpose of making Gatsby look intelligent, but the books are never even read. Allies calls Gatsby a regular Belasco in Chapter 3, and there he is referring to a renowned theatre set designer. Gatsby has painstakingly created his own theatre set of a house, designed to fool everyone into thinking he is someone he is not. However, he did have military success. He is extraordinarily well in the war, as claimed in Chapter 8, and he ascended through the ranks. This success in the military enabled him to work towards creating his new image. He took advantage of a scheme which allowed him to spend five months at Oxford University, making connections and learning how to fit in with high society. This may well be where his dream was born. And, you know, but this is also what separated from Daisy and therefore kind of, you know, fueled the dream in the first place. You know, Nick suggests that he does not find Gatsby's reinvention of himself as this upper class kind of, you know, essentially posh man very impressive. 
He commented that Gatsby invented just the sort of of Jay Gatsby that a 17-year-old boy would be likely to invent. He's kind of saying here that Gatsby's, you know, conception of self is very infantile. There's this kind of, you know, simplistic, hopeful dream that he's living through. But, you know, despite this criticism, Nick admires that to his conception, he was faithful till the end, chapter six, meaning that he respects how wholeheartedly Gatsby devoted himself to this reinvented persona and his mission to reignite his relationship with Daisy. On the whole, Gatsby becomes all about this dream, becoming, you know, the ideal Gatsby and achieving the ideal woman, who I think he thinks about mainly as kind of, you know, more of a symbol of status than really as a person, and that's why she lets him down at the end. Gatsby, Gatsby's ideology both, you know, makes him who he is and contributes to his downfall. That's a really quick summary of Jay Gatsby's character. Tune in next time for another character summary. Hey everyone, thanks for taking the time to listen to the episode. I hope it was useful for your learning. Make sure you consolidate your knowledge by clicking the link in the bio to be taken to the free online course. Good luck with your studies.